0: Strip malls or history, Jeff Bezos. Welcome to the Financial Clarity Podcast, dedicated to helping you make smart money decisions, live your values, achieve your dreams, and get more life from your money. This is episode 12. Hello there, I'm Mark Sinderson, and thanks again for joining me for this episode of the podcast. Today, as we're officially in the holiday shopping season, we're going to explore the benefits, or not, of Amazon when it comes to you and your money. And in the fun money segment, I want to take a little bit of time to meditate on the benefits of meditation. As always, the show notes, along with any links and additional resources for this episode, can be found at financialclaritypartners.com forward slash fcp012. Now, I know that even if it is the holiday shopping season, Some of you are probably wishing that I would give you the gift of not having to recite the all-important disclaimer, but sorry, I can't do that. Here it is. Please remember that when you listen to this or any other financial podcast, that you shouldn't take advice from me on this show. I don't know you or your specific situation, and you don't know me very well, so please think of this show as just helpful information, tips, and education. Before you make any decisions about your financial life, make sure to speak with your legal advisor, your tax advisor, or your financial advisor. It's just the smart thing to do. Okay, now that we're officially in the holiday shopping season, uh, I'm recording this the Monday after Thanksgiving, so I wanted to wish everybody a belated Happy Thanksgiving and hope that everything is going well for you and your family. Um, but now that we're in the holiday shopping season, it seems like it's a mad rush between now and uh, Christmas to, uh, to get all the perfect gifts for, for everyone in our family, friends, and neighbors. And one of the companies that is going to take a very big chunk of that uh, consumer spending is Amazon. And Amazon is one of those companies that right now seems to be everywhere, much like the uh, river in South America that Amazon was named after. Now Amazon started in 1995, and it was a single, the first sale was a single book out of Jeff Bezos' Seattle area garage. And since that, it has grown to over 135 billion, with a B, of revenues in 2016. So let's just take a quick trip down Memory Lane, with uh, a little bit of the history of Amazon as far as uh, what its stock price was and what its sales were, starting back in, you know, the mid-'90s when Amazon started. Well, back in May of 1997, Amazon's stock price was $1.73 per share. December 31st, 1999, it was 76 dollars and 12 cents. September 28th, 2001, right in the midst of the dot-com bust, uh, the shares had gone down to $5.97. But November 21st, 2008, right uh, kind of in the heart of the next uh, financial crisis, the shares were $37.87. Now, two years later, December 31st, 2010, the share price of Amazon had gone all the way up to $180 per share. December 2012, share price was $245. December 2014, just three years ago, Amazon share price was around $309 a share. Just two years ago, December 2015, it was $676 a share. Last year, in December, was around $750 a share. And as I sit here today and record this on November 27th, 2017, uh, the share price is somewhere around $1,200 per share. Uh, as you can see, the share price has gone up dramatically. And that's tied in with Amazon's presence in the market. Back in 1995, their sales were less than $1 million. In 97, they had about $148 million in sales. In the year 2000, they had $2,762,000,000 of revenue. Fast forward to 2010, 34 billion plus of revenue. 2015, they crossed the 100 billion of revenue mark with 107 billion. And last year, for the full year, they were right around 135 billion in revenue. So tremendously large company, influencing just about every sector of uh, the American shopping experience and more and more influence each and every year. I mean, who knows where or what Amazon will go or do next, but I think it's pretty obvious that Amazon is here to stay and has really changed the shopping retail landscape forever. Now, you can use Amazon to buy just about anything from just about anywhere in the world and have it show up uh, where you want and when you want it, and as quick as in a couple of hours. Talk about convenience. That is incredibly convenient. And... I've been a user and fan of Amazon for nearly 20 years. I joined Amazon in September 1998. That was my first order from Amazon was a book. And since then, I've used Amazon to purchase just about everything. Everything from cat food uh, to flat screen TV. The least expensive item I've purchased over all those years was a cable. I think it was an audio video cable. It was $1.25. The most expensive item I purchased on Amazon was that flat screen TV that I bought back in February of 2007. It's a 42 inch TV and I paid $1,700 for it uh, and it was a good price at the time. Now I can get a 55 inch uh, 4K uh, big screen TV for 500 bucks. So it just kind of shows you where, where things are going. But I've been a user of Amazon for almost 20 years and in that entire time. I have spent, I went through and added up uh, every dollar I've allocated to Amazon since September 1998, and I have spent $16,793.74 in those 19 years that I've been using Amazon. A lot of money. Now, I know lots of people will spend much more than that on Amazon in one year, but I've been a consistent user, and uh, I really uh, really like Amazon. But the question is, given all of that, is Amazon good for you or is it really an evil scheme to get all your money? <laughs> well, I think as with everything, the uh, the answer is probably a little bit of both. But let's let's take a little bit of time to just talk about some issues and how you can take advantage of Amazon without becoming a victim of Amazon. Now, first, it's really important to realize that Amazon is, first off, it is a hugely fantastic resource. It, uh, it increases access to a large variety of products that many people wouldn't have access to uh, if not for an organization or company like Amazon providing that access via online shopping. It makes shopping extremely convenient. You can, like I said, you can shop from pretty much any device. You can have it delivered almost anywhere and at almost the exact time that you want it delivered. So it, there's no doubt that Amazon is hugely convenient. And if used properly, it can save time and money if it's, if it's used properly. Now, I guess on the flip side is a lot of people say that Amazon has destroyed local businesses and is negatively impacting the retail landscape. Much like Jeff Bezos's uh, quote that I alluded to at the beginning, that basically strip malls are dead. Uh, well, there's good and bad to Amazon, and it has a huge impact on a lot of our lives now. Whereas you know, 10, 15 years ago, not so much. But now Amazon is tied into so much that we do, and I think it's generally a good thing. But just like anything, I think Amazon and really any tool that we have available to us can be both good and evil, (laughs) I guess, depending how you utilize it. And being that this is a financial planning podcast, I always take a look at it from the money side of things. And overspending uh, is a huge problem in America. We are a consumer-driven society, and there are so many messages out there, Uh, 24 Hours a day, seven days a week, to uh, whatever we watch TV, we, we look on the internet, papers, everything. The the message is over and over and over that you need to buy, buy, buy. There's always something new and exciting uh, that is vying for your hard-earned money. So overspending is definitely a problem. I think in American society, and it's gotten lots of people in trouble. But the reality is is that overspending can happen anywhere, not just on Amazon. So it's really up to us as individuals running our own lives and making our own decisions to, to plan uh, for and spend our money within our means. You really can't blame Amazon or anybody else if you overspend. It's really up to us to take responsibility for, uh, for our resources and how we allocate them. So Amazon is a great resource, but if used improperly, it can cause lots of trouble. But it is up to us to take control of that. The key really is to have a plan for your money before you start allocating it. That's one of the biggest, not rules, but the biggest insights I think that is important for for people to know about financial planning is that, So much in our life is driven by money, and we use money for just about everything uh, in our life. But the key is to plan for the use of that money before you start using it. And that's really key to just about anything, not just shopping, but everything else that we do in life is to have a plan. And that's what financial planning is about, is building that plan and working that plan and changing that plan if necessary to help you get where you want to go, so uh, plan for your money before you start allocating your money. And another thing that people get into, I guess, trouble with, and Amazon and or any other uh, resource out there for online shopping is never assume that the price on Amazon is the best price. A lot of times it is, and even in the cases when it isn't the best price. It might be the best combination of price and convenience when you take into consideration that you can order very quickly from Amazon, you can have it delivered very quickly. All that goes into play, but don't always make the assumption that Amazon has the lowest price. You have to do your research. There's a couple of really good sites out there, uh, resources to kind of help you make sure that the price on the item you're considering on Amazon is a fair and reasonable price. And the main site you want to take a look at, it's kind of an unusual name, but it's called Camel Camel Camel. And that's C-A-M-E-L, spelling of camel. So Camel 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 Camel.com. And what that site does is gives you a list of the price history of just about everything that Amazon sells. So you can plug in a, uh, uh, an item or search for a particular item and it'll show the price history on Amazon. So that'll give you an idea what the um, the price that you're being asked to pay now, is it a competitive price in, in the history of that product or not? And one thing you always want to do uh, before you uh, make a purchase is look at other shopping sites to see if the uh, item that you're buying from that particular site, whether it's Amazon or any other online retailer, or even physical retailer, is check and see what other retailers are offering that product for. And a great resource for that is someplace like Google Shopping. You can go in there, plug in an item, and it'll give you an idea of uh, what everybody is selling that particular item for, both on the web as well as local if you have a number of stores in your area so I guess the bottom line is just do your research and utilize the tools that are available to you to make the best purchase decision that you can given the constraints that you have so in other words if you need something delivered quickly well that's gonna reduce the uh, I guess the universe of possible suppliers of that item Uh, Amazon is a great way to get something delivered quickly, efficiently, and with a decent return policy. So that's one of the reasons that Amazon is getting as big as it is. They provide convenience at a fair price. But always double check. Um, I think that the bottom line is Amazon is probably a It's a fantastic company, a great resource, and uh, is a, a great tool for uh, getting the items that you want um, in a timely fashion and at, at a generally good price. But there's lots of other retailers that are offering the same types of products at similar prices too. And wherever you go to spend your money this holiday season or throughout the year, do your research, know what you're purchasing, uh, have a plan for your money before you spend your money is the key thing. All right, on to the fun money segment. Well, I guess before we head on to that, I guess the answer is that Amazon is good and can be evil depending how you use it so use uh use appropriately okay um okay the fun money segment i want to talk about meditation okay everybody take a moment of silence um, okay now we're ready um meditation is actually and it's a great i want to talk about it because this time you're so hectic but meditation is one of the best things you can do to relax, uh, de-stress, re-energize, and improve your life in general. Now, unfortunately, meditation has also gotten a reputation of being difficult, uh, time-consuming, and elitist. Well, it isn't any of those at all. The reality is, is that you can realize the benefits of meditation uh, without getting fancy and without... uh, Becoming enlightened or or traveling to um, uh, Tibet, you can be- realize the benefits of meditation in your own home very quickly. How quickly? How about eight minutes? That's really all it takes to to realize the benefits of meditation. And I'm going to refer you to a uh, a book that I purchased a few years ago. It's called Eight Minute Meditation. I've got a link to this uh, on the show notes page. Uh, to It's purchased on Amazon. So here's you, how you can use Amazon for good. You can get an eight-minute meditation book. Now, I've had the book for four years. They've got a new version out, but it's basically um, a book that talks about how to use eight minutes a day to meditate and realize the benefits that come from meditation. So it's a fantastic, very easy to use book now like i said i've been using the book for a few years and i've been on again off again with meditation i find myself being more into meditation in the winter months maybe because it gets dark sooner and i'm inside more um but i'm trying to get back on that path and i've just recently restarted and you know the funny thing is is that I, like i said i've been on again off again with um Uh, Meditation and you realize the benefits very quickly. But whenever I do make a commitment to get back on to uh, regular meditation, I realize the benefits almost immediately, usually within a couple of days. And I usually meditate. Like I said, following the book of eight-minute meditation, that's all it takes is eight minutes. So I usually either meditate when I first get up in the morning or, more typically, right before I go to bed. I find it's a great way to kind of wind down, get settled, and relax and kind of centered a little bit. And then if I do that right before I go to bed, I find that when I do go to bed, I go to sleep faster and I sleep better and I'm more rested in the morning. But you can meditate any time of day and in any place. It's a great way to just kind of relieve stress, focus, relax all at the same time. So if you find yourself stressed out, mind racing, kind of getting caught up in the uh, minute-by-minute uh, hecticness that is life, especially this time of year, I would highly recommend that uh, that you try meditation. You don't have to become a Swami or, like I said, go to Tibet or, uh, or, or hang out with George Harrison. You can do it you're, uh, in your own home, in the privacy of your own home, and realize the benefits with just a few minutes a day. And um, it really, really has been a benefit to me, and I'm sure it will be to you if you just give it a little bit of time and give it a try. And I'd love to hear your, your comments and feedback on, uh, on whether you have meditated or maybe if you try meditation. Let me know. I mean, this, is, um, this is what the podcast is for, is to share information uh, from me to you and also from you to me. So please let me know with any comments, suggestions, uh, anything at all that you think might might help me improve the podcast and also I want to get I'd love to get feedback from you. So let me know. you can send me an email at mark at com is the best way uh, to contact me. Now that's about it for this uh, for this episode. I, I hope. Uh, yeah, all had a great, uh, a great Thanksgiving and are surviving the holiday season as it is so far. If there's anything you can do or want to get back in touch with me on regarding the podcast, let me know. And I'd love to have your help in expanding the reach of the podcast. So one of the best ways to do that is to subscribe to the podcast. And you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And you can also uh, improve the reach of the podcast by leaving a positive review on any of those sites as well. That's about it for this episode. And uh, thanks again for listening. Take care.